Hello, everybody, and welcome to our season one wrap-up for our Blood of Kings campaign. We are Goblets and Gays. I am Aubrey, the GM of said campaign. Uh, and fun story, this is not the first time we're recording this. First time we recorded it, it went... Every, all the audio was corrupted! Woohoo! And also I think some of the players to say hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey. Welcome again. Welcome again. Not, you, not that you're going to hear the first one. You don't want to hear the first one. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is us re-recording. We initially had all of the cast last time, but unfortunately, Trula and Sparlock could not make it to our re-record, so it'll just be us today. Um, we will go through, talk about what's going to happen uh, between seasons one and two, our plans going forward, a couple of announcements, and talk about some cool stuff that uh, that we enjoyed that happened in season one. If I can figure out where those questions are, we may answer them again. And remember, you might be able to remember a keyword and search for such as questions. And wow, we say that word a lot. Questions for tonight. Found them. That's good. Um, so yes, we will get into having and off the bat, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening, giving us reviews, uh, sharing us on Twitter and all other social networks, and joining our Discord, talking with us, all of that amazing things. The reception to the show and season one was a lot more than any of us actually ever expected. Uh, we've said this like before in our intros, but we have really been blown away by everyone and just how great everyone's uh and so we're gonna start off by announcing that we will be back on uh march 17th st patty's day of uh, with episode two or episode one of season yeah we had a whole one episode till now we're going episode yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm excited uh we are actually about to record it this weekend so we'll be recording the first couple episodes and i have so many fun things planned uh fun for us or fun for you both yeah. terrifying thank you but yes um we will still be posting content uh between the two seasons between seasons one and two uh first we're going to start off with a monster of the week game uh that is a crossover between uh, our show dice in a slice chasing tales and backwater bastard uh it is set in the 1930s in los angeles on a movie set as the uh, honestly I'm, it's hard to explain but it's just old hollywood people fife monsters it is um, it's a lot of fun. There's some great characters, uh, and there there's just a great group of people that I'm so happy I got to run a game for. Uh, and then we will have the Harry Potter game to round out the last couple of weeks uh, as we move into season two, uh, Trula's very first game, which we just finished recording that. I think it went rather well. It, I think it also went rather well. It was a lot of fun. It was very, very, very fun. And I think it was a very good experience uh, for Trula. Uh, for her first ever game. Mm-hmm, definitely. And we'll get into the announcements. We got a lot of really cool things coming down the pipeline. Uh, and as season two launches, we will also be, it will also be launching alongside a Patreon um, to help support us by a, like upgrade our equipment and maybe one day hire an outside editor uh, for audio. That's like the super super high tier uh, because our episodes are long and that would some that would be a bit, um, but also help pay actors, you know, commission stuff, uh, and maybe get some merch going. Uh, but we will also be launching a Patreon-exclusive show. It's going to be a once-a-month show, and it's going to be uh, just one-shots. Uh, the first one-shot will actually be something that Tick ran. I did run it. It is very yeah. good. It is very good. I had a lot of fun with it. It's just a, a fun Monster of the Week. We really love Monster of the Week here, so we will probably be running it a lot. Uh, but the first one will be... Uh, the Monster of the Week game that Tick ran. Uh, the second one is I'm going to run a game of the Dragon Age uh, tabletop RPG, uh, which I'm very excited to actually sit down and play because it is honestly one of my favorite fantasy worlds. I take a drink of water. I'm taking a lot of talking. Um, and then also around, well, we'll, we'll announce it here. Uh, it is going to start in April, but we do not have a set date. In April, when it is going to start yet, more likely than not, it is going to be the first Friday in April. We'll be launching a new show uh, called Animam Agiri, um, and it's a City of Mist actual play set in a world in that takes some of the trappings of the Persona games and takes a lot of inspiration from various horror media. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have the cast together. There will be a, a, a we, as you're hearing this, you can go over to Animam Agiri on Twitter, uh, see our trailer that I put together, and you see our cast list. See who, actually, I have three of the cast members here with me. You do. Hello. Yeah. Um, the other two are uh, awesome people that uh, I'm, I haven't gotten to like work with one of them yet, but I'm very excited to. And the other one runs uh, the Buffy game. It's going to be, and that one will be more likely than not the first and last Friday of every month. Uh, it will more likely than not be in its own RSS feed, but we will link to it. And there is, it's going to have its own Twitter and Instagram. So definitely check us out there. And I hope you enjoy the content we, that we're going to bring you through that. It is an idea that has been swirling around in my head for a while. And I'm super excited to bring it to life. Let's see. Cool. Uh, and so now that we got announcements out of the way, we'll answer some questions, talk about season one. Uh, yes, we, we shall, we should start it off with the, we started off with, uh, Caleb's, uh, question of, uh, what do you believe are the easiest and most difficult aspects about playing your character? I know we've answered all of these, but you know, you may have thought of a better answer this time. That implies that I think about things. So uh, my answer has not changed much. Uh, I'm well, going to it. do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. Kind of have to give it because nobody's going to be able to hear the initial answer. True. I was just like, but do I go first? Surprise. I think. Yes. I think the easiest part is being just an idiot because I tend to be kind of. It, it's fun to play dumb characters. It's, it's fun to not use a brain cell. On the flip side, being not an agent of chaos is probably one of the hardest parts. And also, like, being being the person that people go to for advice, because I'm, like, not the person that people go to for advice usually. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, in character, I would totally know what to say to Tesh, deep emotional question she's come to me with. But out of character, I don't know, just eat some cookies and cry like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, that's that's my easiest and hardest, I'd say. Um, let's see, my easiest and hardest. Uh, hardest it would be um, being the moral compass of the group. It's so fucking difficult because, like, uh, sometimes you just want to go ape shit, you know, like mm-hmm. for real. And like, I can't do that. Not not when I have somebody who's like morally just. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like y'all are so fine with with completely like murdering a whole raiding party and i'm like still murder yeah (laughs) (laughs) like they they grew a little bit during the the first season i i definitely feel like there were many times near the end of the first season where uh tesh just explicitly did not want to kill somebody didn't fight at all i I do remember it like that's also true uh which is uh which is great because that means you're listening um everything about about my favorite part though with that is like Astrea going well actually no i don't think the god of death would actually want this and mero essentially the god of death right here like no excuse me excuse me don't you dare tell me what i know <laughs> and then doan appears <laughs> and goes actually 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 um morgan freeman right no <laughs> That's my favorite. That was my favorite part. I, I, I remember spamming the chat with like, yeah, I, I can do so. I remember. Oh, God. Yeah, I, you don't understand, man. Vindication. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, and the, uh, it was a good flexing. Um, mm-hmm. Another hard thing uh, would definitely be uh, I find <laughs> if I find <laughs> it straight annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm like paranoid about that too. So it's, there's a fine line between how bold. Uh, I can be, which is also uh, something super fun. But she's super cathartic to play. She just doesn't give a shit and very nice. And I, I don't ever think Australia was annoying. She definitely is a very headstrong energy that a lot of people might think is annoying. Uh, I mean, to be fair, like especially earlier in season one, reminded me of very early campaign two Jester. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like. You will either get used to her three episodes in, or I don't know, you'll end up liking her like halfway through. It that's the vibe for me because I have specific episodes where I'm like, yeah, we were pretty fucking annoying, and like I don't listen to them. <laughs> I don't even listen to them for a little bit. That's fair. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's like, I imagine it's very much like you, you are, you are a very, you're a character. You're very, very big, very big in your vision, very headstrong. And I personally love it because it gives me a lot to play off of. Well, I'm glad. Or <laughs> if I throw a specific kind of character at you, I, I'm very excited, always excited to see how you will react. Like there are a couple of characters that in season two that I'm very excited for you to meet. Uh, I'm also very excited for you guys to interact more with Eric. Seriously. I, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited for many things. Uh, and also, Eric's just going to be like, hi, uh, I exist. I'm just, I'm, I'm a homie of your homie. And I have to be like, I normally, any normal person would be super suspicious of what's going on right now. But I got to be dense as fuck. I got to be a dumbass. I'm going to be like, oh, it's nice to meet you, incredibly edgy looking man. <laughs> From your incre incredibly edgy looking friend. Exactly. It's like, oh, you must have came from the same village. You know that backstory lie from like episode two? <laughs> I'm, I'm also unsure if Trula remembers her own backstory lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose my mind if I actually, I know Mara has been debating bringing it up. Like, do you want to try and figure out more about those zombies that help like your town? If Ileana's like, mm. you're what now? And there are a lot of other there the other characters like um you will be making your way to uh you you'd been given that that uh Rose had sent uh Serena on to Ecreset. You'd been you two of you already know who is an Ecreset because it was in our uh last campaign. You you are familiar with who the family is, but I'm very excited for you to meet the current scion of the family. Please, my homies, I gotta meet them again. I I have yeah. no connection to them in this game, but I'm like out of character gonna be like my homies. I yeah. miss them so much. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's definitely not spoilers if we just mentioned like casually mm -hmm. Tick played mm -hmm. the the princess mm -hmm. of each set. Yeah, pretty much. Set. Yeah, way yeah. prior to the, the to, first um, game. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, this yeah. yeah. yeah it was definitely a very powerful tiefling. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. That was another thing. We we both played tieflings that were very questionable. <laughs> I, you were you were just you were just a thought, but uh, oh, uh I was so <laughs> oh, like you think Estrella's horny? You don't even know. You don't even know. You've never you don't even know the depth, okay, of how thirsty I can get. I had 27 shirts because I stole them from every bitch I got laid by. Yep. <laughs> Every time, it would be like, I steal their shirt. And I go, okay. That, yeah, you just, you just let me do it. I would, like, if my bag wasn't filled with cash money because I was a hoarder, it was filled with sugar. You won, um, you won a bet with the god of wine and revelry early on in the campaign that the only way you could have done is to roll a natural 20, and you did. Um... <laughs> So you got like a shit ton of money early in the campaign and then just didn't share it with anybody. Yep. It was kind of funny. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I paid for most of the expenses too. I was your sugar daddy. I was your sugar, your sugar parent. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, great group. I'm really glad that's how we all, like, most of us met. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss the whole, they, they will be missed long in another version of this campaign in the future, kind of, where mm -hmm. I was just the most unforgivable jerk in the world. Um, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, a lot of people ask oh, the same well. period. Oh, uh, oh, wait. That's oh yeah, yeah. you, no, you answer. I forgot you had an answer. It's okay, I only had one answer anyway. Go for it. I don't Just... remember what I said what was hardest. But the easiest thing is being broody as heck. Um, yeah. Even though I am not, technically speaking, a broody person, but it's real, real easy to play. But I don't remember what the hardest part is. And it probably hits with a rock. I mean, oh, sure, I... that was definitely hard. <laughs> I wouldn't say that was hard in terms of, like, a character, like, I don't know. From a un, an out a standpoint, I don't because it's our interpretation I mean, of it. But yeah, I mean, I would say I would say your hardest part of playing Tesh is is, is doing her voice and having the mic pick it up. True, <laughs> very true. I'm kidding. Mm. It didn't used to be a problem. That is a no, new problem a with new the problem. same mic. New yeah. problem with the exact same mic. 
that I've been okay. using almost the entire podcast. Quick I will, thing. I will, I will say though that Ferris is like a ball of sun, sun, sunshine, uh, personified. Ferris is very soft. So, uh, playing Tesh is fucking weird, but like very fun. <laughs> it <is fine. laughs> it's uh, a good plan. Luckily, a lot of times I can fix the 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 fact that Tesh is so quiet. Uh, in in post, so you sound pretty much normal. Oh, I mean, good. I'm, I'm Sorry like, to give you extra hey, work. We can't, uh, like, honestly, I just go up. I just take the slider and push it up. The only thing that doesn't change, the only thing that doesn't change is I can't hear whatever the hell Tesh is trying to ask. <laughs> yeah, I can't help you with that. I just have to guess. We're going to learn how to project from the gut while I'm. We're gonna do that. Just project from down there. Especially when I'm slumped on the couch instead of like sitting up and properly using yeah. my poor, poor diaphragm. Yeah, no, this is the reason why I have to like sit at a desk and stuff when using this because I'm going to be talking so much. If not, I like doing this on like a couch or something. I just get uncomfortable and winded. Yeah. So I'm not sitting properly. Okay, Thanks. you know what? You know what else is hard? Fucking doing mm. a accent, actually. I bite my tongue a lot. Mm. Like I, I bite it, bite it. It hurts. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think one time in the middle of battle, I literally went, oh, and you were like, oh, you really felt that. Yeah, I did. With <laughs> 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 my tongue, I bit it on the tip, and but it was enough to like, to like, you Sore. know, like when your eyes water. Mm. Yeah, it was one of those. I was like, mm, like one of those. But I left my, my, my push to talk on, and you were like, oh shit, you really felt that one. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say anything, so I thought you were just reacting. Well, I couldn't say anything if I bit my tongue. Fair. Um, yeah, no, accents, uh, accents are hard sometimes. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I will probably break out the Sortea accent at some point for some NPC in this game, uh, just because it is the only accent I could reliably use. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I I don't know. It just like I just started started to started it. And it worked. And to be fair, it, it any time I was playing Zortea, it would fuck up my voice for like the next day because I'd be just drinking water the whole time. But yeah, but my my voice is just like vocal cords aren't used to it, so therefore, like the next day, I'm like a little bit raspy. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> what I do, what I do with Estrella's stuff is I um I have I have uh, warm tea for like yeah. the first for the first hour of recording and then I'm usually good. Uh, if not, I drink tea in the morning because Australia, ugh, it's not even that good of an Eastern European accent. I have to watch Ginny Knee's video again. <laughs> and then like, I, I hope to, one of my things this year is to try to work on accents, which I'm slowly working at. I'm, I said that if I have, it, have a specific, like specific things written out, I can do an iron. Like if it's a specific, I have to read what it's written. And there are also just a lot of words that I'm like, my brain cannot. Mm. I, I can't do accents. I just, yeah, I just bullshit it. Okay. And then we'll move on to the next question. Uh, a lot of people, Birdhouse, uh, um, C, and uh, and Dusty all asked, uh, what is, what was your favorite moment? You can also probably lump like plot twists in there too. Okay, yeah, that's a... Mm. I mean, you, if you have a favorite moment and a favorite plot twist thing, or or a favorite moment or a favorite plot twist, just favorite moments because okay, plot okay. twists can count as moments. Okay, hot, they hot, are hot, definitely hot. moments. Okay, two. Okay, let me let me one second. Let me take a let me take a sip before I go. Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite my favorite plot twist, uh -huh. and the reason why, the reason why it's my favorite is because it gave me such a heavy whiplash that it reawoken uh, my car accident oh, no. injury <laughs> along my neck. Uh, what was fun about that though is because we had to re-record that episode like I would be able to go see my my physiotherapist like the next day and I was like all right this is fine this is fine I can deal with it this is fine um but that's how bad the whiplash was so yeah Tesh revealing uh she, she was married that was a fun one not even revealing it was like putting two and two together actually that that hurt <laughs> that you know, I mm, mm. the plot twist of the of the century is that I got to play base, essentially a home record for like, <laughs> one of, of 13, ep 13, 14 episodes. Yeah, about four, All right, that home was well done already, wrecked. No, you it, yeah, yeah. You were just you were just prancing through the wreckage, not realizing you were in a house because it had already been partially demolished. Oh, and yeah, then Tesh oh, yeah, came yeah. and went, "Hey, 
there's still some some things standing here. I better set it on fire. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I That's feel what like happened. Is, I feel like that is it was the physical feeling. Everything I went through that day, the physical and emotional pain, uh, was the feeling of desecrating a church. That's what it felt like. <laughs> okay, it was very unholy. Whatever. <laughs> um, favorite moment would be every time Ileana one shotted something with sudden bull solely because I like the way she describes her spells as like vines and super earthy and very like core esque But whenever I picture sudden bolt, I picture a giant tree being thrown from the sky. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like I like that. It's, it's, it's electric, you know, it does electric damage. Yeah, I know, that's the best part. Like, like she describes the electricity curving around like vines and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But tree. Oh my god, what if it was a big carrot? <laughs> Does uh, anyone else have favorite moments in plot twists? Almost dying. Okay. Almost dying was a big one. Uh, <laughs> which, which time? I mean, everyone, funny enough, out of all of the characters so far, Groon. Oh, wait, can I, can I say spoiler? Yeah, no, this is airing after okay. all of season one has ended. Perfect. If you guys get if you guys get spoiler, that's all on you. I think um We just talked about the marriage. Of course this is spoiler free <laughs> or spoiler fool. <laughs> spoiler free. But like Tesh, Australia, and Gruen were the only ones so far that have gone unconscious. I haven't gone unconscious once. However, almost being consumed by a swarm of zombies that Meryl couldn't outrun was also a very terrifying moment that if 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 they didn't get out of that, they would not be uh, they would not be with us. And just that one moment was like, oh god. Uh, mm. And at this moment, they knew they fucked up. Uh, really glad that I uh, <laughs> I made the worst sacrifice of all, which is the most important item known to man, which is the cape. But like in that moment, my heart was beating a mile a minute because I was like, the horse is. If the horse comes back, it's not leaving, is it? Uh, I don't know if they're gonna get us out of here. Uh, so that, that was personally a good moment for me, mostly because it gave me anxiety, but like in a good way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, also the fucking married, Tesh was married, Tesh was Barris, Tesh was married. <laughs> how could you do this to us? That, that, that's exactly how I felt, that's exactly how I, oh god, and that's the same day I was giving y'all fucking Christmas presents. And I, I'm just like, it, at the end, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of started spontaneously cry screaming. I was like, you guys want it now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say fuck you to Craig. That's how, that's how hard it did. I was like, yeah, that was, that was a lot, man. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a lot. Hey, also, the fact that this isn't, I don't know if this counts as like a favorite moment, but it's definitely just the, uh. The knowledge that Heron has a fan club canonically existing in this setting from a natural role makes me very happy for some reason. Because it's so stupid to think that this man has a fan club and someone died and their first thought hypothetically was to go up to some random stranger and be like, hey, want to read my Prince Heron fanfic? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my favorite moment would probably be um, I don't know, probably the, um, uh, the Vlask fight part two, the return mm. to Vlask fight, um, specifically part two of the Vlask fight. When you fought the dryad? Uh, yeah, I, I think that one was a lot of fun. There's a lot of interesting things. That was, that was fun. Uh, favorite plot twist is, this is a joke, but my favorite plot twist is finding out that Marrow, <laughs> dick, um, <laughs> that Vlagos was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, that will that will make me laugh and fill me with joy every time I think about it for the rest of my life. So thank I, you for that. I, like every time you say Vlagos the man, I think of the band Portugal the man. I, I did. And so I'm like, we just need a T-shirt that is just, says Vlagos comma the man in the Can Portugal man font. Vlagos band shirts. <laughs> I want a Vlagos band shirt. I, I just, oh my god, we go to. We go, we go into town and they're like, oh, this live indie band is playing. It's like five bars. And we're like, oh, cool. Let's go watch. It'd be nice to have dinner and a live show. And it's just called Vlogos and Tetris over here. 
trying to suppress all their trauma. <laughs> There's like three songs about her. Three songs about her. <laughs> I already have one of them. You did write some, some music that I have, and I'm like, I want to find something to do with this. No. It's really good. You wrote like a Blackhawks fight song and a Tempest song and all that yeah. stuff, and it was so good. Oh yeah, that's another <laughs> another magical thing like about Ferris. Ferris does music things. Yeah. Like it came out of fucking nowhere too. I had no idea you were interested in music at all <laughs> until you went, "Hey, I have a song for you," and I was like, "What? What?" Give me some songs for Christmas. Yeah, there's technically an entire album of Blood yeah. of Kings songs out there on the internet. Let us know. It is actually find- accessible. And it's like public. You can you can find it. I think you can technically download it. Post it on the Twitter, you coward. No, shut oh, up. You, when I was asking so you for Christmas gifts. When I was asking you for things to plug for Instagram, you were like, nah, nothing is good. How? I forgot about it. <laughs> I straight up forgot about it. I haven't thought about that since I did it. I did it. I dropped it. A week later, I forgot I ever did it. <laughs> That's ADHD. I am not exaggerating. That's I um, forget many things. Until it came up just now, I forgot I wrote music ever. Mm. <laughs> no object permeance. Oh. oh, what is object permeance? I have none. Yeah, wow, I should write another song. I haven't done that in a long time now. Oh, officially. Mm-hmm. Proposal. If if we do get to season if we do all survive to the end of season two, which I'm hoping for. Maybe our next recap should be entirely in character. That could be fun. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Wait, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. I'm so... I'm I'm going to get nothing but roast. You will. You will. And that is exactly what you... (laughs) (laughs) Roasted it up out of character. (laughs) We don't roast you. We roast Tash. Completely different thing. You Mm. mean you roast me, too, but for different reasons. I roast you for calling freaking artichokes Digimon. You deserve that. What? It looks like Armadillomon. <laughs> Is it my fault artichoke look like an armadillo and ergo Armadillomon? Which looks like an armadillo? Let me see what this Google is. Google that. Mean. Google that Digimon right now. Look it up. Right now. Look it up and you'll be like, oh, okay. It kind of looks like an artichoke. They were clearly, no. they wasn't what they designed it after, but they might as well no. have. It literally does not look like an artichoke to any degree whatsoever. What are you on? What? It this, does. Right? Hold on, I'm gonna send it. Mm. I must. I, I, uh, I mean, my favorite plot twist was the one that I had been sitting on all season. Yeah, that one was very yes. good. Oh, I love. I love. I. Mm, I don't give a shit about any of the other royals except her. I've been uh, all season and. Just trying to figure out if I was, if you were all going to figure this out at the end of the first season, or if you were just going to happen to cross her and then have to put things together. Russell discovered it. Mm. I, not to be dramatic. You bullied a a woman into telling you. We did not bully. No, 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 no. We did not. We did not. Estrella just walked in with four of the shadiest fucking people you could have ever picked. And Estrella has like an 11 in persuasion. She didn't have to roll intimidation at all. If she did, she also has 11 in that. You wouldn't have lived, Rose. <laughs> well, we might not have lived after that because she did have like a Debbie lid. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Like we would have intimidated the crap out of her. And then the Demi lid should have been like, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, then I started killing. Yeah. <laughs> Winston was a character I came up with early in prep planning for this, and I just, I absolutely love him. I, I out of I character, I He's just, so just, just, just a little Debbie Lich that wants to just research. He just wants to learn. I, I him. stand him so much. He's acting. <laughs> All right, anyways, hit us with the next question. Next question. Uh, next question. Uh, um, if you could have changed anything about your character, uh, you like start over from scratch like one thing like what would you change about your character okay i'll do the i remember um um i would probably not have picked a barbarian <laughs> um they're a little different in pathfinder and i did not realize and my favorite parts about barbarian are not true in pathfinder <laughs> or they might be later i don't know maybe we're just not to that part yet 
Um, but I do really enjoy the narrative aspects of the um, rage machine, like of a of a person who like rage is built into them mechanically and like how that affects it narratively. I really enjoyed that dichotomy as well as like this particular source of rage. Like, sure, I could have had it be just a narrative aspect, you know, that you're haunting, but like I think it's a lot of fun to be able to like have that moment where it's like, I might rage whether I want to or not here and we'll just see how, you know, how well I will save. And I really enjoy that. It's I think it's just a homebrew mechanic. We just threw that in there like episode two. Um and I just think it's really it's really fun, but I I probably wouldn't have made Tesh but it's not whatever. I don't know what she would have been. Fun fact though, fun fact, she did not used to be a barbarian. Barbarian is new to she was yeah, the tenth used... of Lagos. She was a fighter. Oh, I thought you were gonna say she used to be a wife. That too. Well, yes, that also, but no, she did not used to be... When she was the Tempest, she was not a barbarian. That is a new feature. So there, petition, you get bonus stuff. Petition that if if uh, Tesh were to get married again, she swaps back to... <laughs> <laughs> so mean... It turns out it, her class goes with her marital status. Mm. I mean, I've said this before, but if you ever want to change things around, let me know. I have I could find fun story reasons why Tesh's uh, class might change. I, I will let you know. At the moment, I'm, you know, mm. I have, I have made, come to terms with it and found the, the fun in it regardless, which is yeah. all that really matters. Yeah. There was I a mean, moment of deep despair, though. Uh, I mean, you are still, like, uh, like, also, to be fair, you're not, like, wearing the most optimum armor you could. Uh, nope. You, you're wearing light armor, and you could wear up to medium. I did not know that. Yep, you could wear medium armor. it is also, I just don't know anything about my class. We are... 15, 16 episodes in, and I don't know anything about it. Oh no, that just makes it worse. Mm. We're all Steven, 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 season. (laughs) We're all Steven Uh, in. Steven universe in. um... (laughs) I would like to say there is like a general feat that lets you don armor more quickly. I remember this specifically because I saw it on call and I was like, hey, do you guys want to know what the most useless feat I could take is? And they were like, what? And I was like, the don armor quickly feat. Yeah, you don't wear armor. Anybody else, that, that's really great because technically you cannot sleep in your armor. Or unless you want to take, take uh, levels of fatigue. That's okay. I always actually, whenever we have a middle of the night fight, I don't account for my armor, which is real fun when I rage. Mm. Oh, but no. also, like, you guys, you guys are in a decently sized city and you have an amount of money. Yeah, you do. You all can uh, all can upgrade. You have at least whatever was your split from the thing, and you have whatever you got from uh, all of the all of the treasure uh, that you got on the island. Buy stuff. I don't think we got that treasure. I'm pretty sure we uh, we have have extra we have extra party money. Remember, I'm the treasurer because I don't trust any. And then you all have like you guys got like a thousand gold from. Valen, uh, and for getting them back. So we all, we all basically at least, we should at least have about 200 on us. Mm. Um, and honestly, and, like, uh, good point. armor and stuff like that, like, especially magical enchanter armor is actually was a gift. Yeah, here's uh, you could also theoretically maybe take it to a leather worker and have it upgraded to medium armor. Ah, Lila, your armor gets upgraded. That is the thing you could, you could do. Because, I mean, this is like a leather breastplate. And you just be like, I want this to be more. And then they just add more. <laughs> Increase it. In terms, uh, in, terms of, in terms of party funds, we have over 300 gold uh, and then some change. So, like, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah, and then everybody should have about 200. Because you guys just split up the 1,000. That I, I do know. I, I know my personal funds. I don't know. But yeah, you got I never will. Uh, I do actually have an answer to this Um... Which oh, yeah. is actually, it's actually different from the answer that I gave before. Because, like, I was thinking about character stuff and, like, looking at feats and stuff like that. And actually, I'm like, no, monks are pretty cool. The only thing I was concerned about is, like, oh, no, I'm not doing a lot of damage as a character because everyone else is doing that. And I'm like, wait, I don't need to do a lot of damage as a character. I don't think that's where this character's skill is. So, like, I don't actually know if I would have picked a different mm. class because we have people who are very good at DPS right and I was like, but I... We have Eliana. We have yep. Eliana, that's all we need. And also, like, 
Aki is decent DPS. Ferris, you are technically a DPS tank. I I don't need to do a lot of damage. I the way I was building this was kind of like I just want to make sure the enemies don't get spent. You know, like stunning strike, lots of movement and stuff like that, burning through turns. Like mm -hmm. my job, my job isn't doing damage. It's making sure the other people can. And I was like, well, if I was a rogue, I could do damage, or if I was a druid, I could do more damage. I'm like, wait. I, I don't need to do that, actually. So uh, I'm retconning my answer to the only thing that I would have changed if uh, we got to start this campaign completely new. Is I would have looked Aubrey in the eye and said, Hey, Aubrey, let me have a pet wolf, please. Just, just, I want a puppy. Please. You, you <laughs> can take the archetype. I'm debating it. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, next time we get archetypes, like, how many puppies can I have? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> Cause like I don't even I don't even care if it's mechanically useful. I'm just like, there's a puppy. Can I hold it? Is it very fluffy? I want it. I miss my dog at home. Uh, so I guess I guess the next goal in this game is uh, to get a puppy. And Briar Singh is gonna hate that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> pets for the party. Pets for the party. Pets for the party. But like this is gonna be a bit of a not a tangent, but like the way. I think I built this character in a way that they would build themselves, which is probably the best way of to have gone about it. Whereas I was worried, it's like, I don't, I was worried that I didn't build it correctly because I was like, I usually like to do a lot of damage and do very showy offy stuff and cast fireball and cast a gun at everything. But like, that doesn't really fit the character that I designed. And I'm like now getting used to that. It's like, okay, so how am I going to rub a brain cell together? Because I don't usually have those to make this character do the thing. In the way that they would do it, if that makes sense. Which means lots of, yeah. lots of stunning strike and lots of Ferris and I leveling up at the same time so we can actually have some sort of a coherent battle strategy. <laughs> Who needs a battle strategy? Uh, considering how many times you warned us about the, like battles in the future being more difficult and more strategic, uh, we do. That's right. And we also yell at each other if we get hurt in battle. <laughs> <laughs> if either of us does anything reckless, it's become like a pattern where it's like we threaten the other person. So like... We gotta do it at this point. We gotta come to a compromise. Um, I would have uh, given as I would have started with Estrella having much more coherent because I wasn't supposed to play Estrella originally. I um, uh, she was made in two days. I <laughs> because um, okay, originally I was supposed to play her dad. I was supposed to play the gnome uh doctor guy uh who was gonna be like a traveling therapist who's gonna be like a bard as well and stuff like that uh because i mean that's where the, the the you know that's where half of her backstory comes from and then um and then uh ferris was like i'm gonna play abby from the last of us so i <laughs> double checked with her i was like both in personal dms and like i called her out in the middle of of our discord chat i was like you're sure right you're gonna play abby right and she was like, yeah, Abby, but like, if Abby were a lesbian, I was like, perfect. And boom, I, I made a stray in two days. And um, this is like our first interaction, like private, like, this is the first thing you ever was. DM'd me. It was, yeah. We didn't know each other very well before that. It so was, I just yeah. Joined the group. <laughs> I like doxed so, yeah. myself as, as horny and terrible. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I like bards. Don't get me wrong. Bard is my favorite class ever and so i was really interested in playing bard um however uh i feel like i mean astrea is built kind of around being a bard right now at least because it, it fits but i feel like if anything i would have at least swapped my intelligence and deck score because i i would like to multi-class as like swashbuckler just to make all this other thing all these other things make sense or at least make her a little bit more efficient in that case if I had to swap classes completely, it would probably be fighter or champion, not gonna lie. Um, just because I I like them. They look really nice. Uh, but like I'm a, it, it is a really cool looking class. Uh but yeah, Stray is not actually de very dexter. She's very intelligent. I could like do a wizard thing and really come out of fucking nowhere with all this knowledge. Um, but but yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> more coherent backstory because because half of it exists solely because Aubrey said this wasn't gonna be a two season thing. <laughs> uh, oh god, that day, that day when I realized gee, this was gonna be like way longer than two, and that we wouldn't touch my stuff until like after the season. I was like, are these heart palpitations? <laughs> Do I not? <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, and then we'll move on to 
the question that I think I know the answer to, and I, I don't know if everybody's answer is going to change, if you just switch characters, who would you play instead? You can all say it at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, I said I said Ileana last time because I, I okay, this is a bit more uh, semi backstory lore, not really, but like um, when I originally when we were in like the original campaign, I was like the whole fucking Mad King shit was was still there, and I was just a relentless asshole to him, and I miss being able to be a dick to the Mad King, like give me the option to bully this man again. And also to just do massive amounts of damage and also bully an entire cult. Like, just give me that power. I think if I picked a party member, if I picked a guest, I would pick a captain. Um, and if I picked a PC, I would pick a rot. Um, because I think she has a really interesting backstory now. Which would be fun uh. to explore. For the exact same reasons that Tesh is fun to explore. Only yeah. the other side of it. Oh, do you, do you want to know something cool? Um, whenever, because I was supposed to record with Birdhouse um, this weekend, and then my power went out, so I was not able to record with Birdhouse. So whatever I do, because um, they're they're going to be, their characters are a tiny little circus in Blagos, uh, oh. and they're going to meet Arat. Oh! Arat oh, no. is going to show up in the, in for a bit, and I get to, you know, play around. Arat, like, I got I brought like I got divorced. Time to go to the circus. This yeah, where, where canonly will she fall? Mm-hmm. This is this is uh this is actually before the invasion happens. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! This, oh my god! This woman was like, I was already married to one clown. I might as well see the whole fucking circus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hopefully soon get in and record with that. Also, Aubrey, I hope you know every single character that you gradually add into this game that has any sort of trauma or tragic backstory that needs emotional therapy. They're they're getting adopted and they're getting therapy friended whether they want to or not. This is my new job. I'm going to awkward for me. Well, that sucks for you, Tesh. (laughs) Does anyone anyone have any anything else to add before we move on to our last Um, question? Yes, so um, I had to swap characters. I would play Tesh uh, because y'all haven't seen me play Broody yet, and I can be real Broody, and I really want to do that. Um, and NPC, cap- the captain, or Velen, actually, because I mean, like, Twink Nerd uh, seems like a lot of fun. Uh, there is also um, the, the whole point and purpose uh, that I've realized is that I would like to play a top... <laughs> My turn, Mom says it's my turn to talk. <laughs> your fault for creating <laughs> your characters, you do. No, shut up, shut up. Estrella was a Switch. Estrella was a Nintendo Switch, and you took them. Ferris, <laughs> <laughs> okay. C, and I, we talk in DMs a lot, and you asshole. You asshole. You looked at a string and you went bottom. Do not <laughs> I hate this. Uh, but I can't fight the energy, I guess. Uh, I would like to say if I had to pick an NPC, I would pick Serena, actually, now that I've thought about it, because not to be dramatic, but I would die for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Serena. I, I did Dude. say Serena. She's a she very good author. Yeah, she had so much spice. Oh, and the other NPC, who I will not name because he's not here yet, he was my backup. Mm. He he's another character that I'm very excited to show up in season two. This um oh shoot I can't ask but you can type type it in chat. Let me know. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm. Type better. Yes. Yes, I knew it. He was my backup actually, and then I I went no 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 no. Let's make him appear regardless. And then I made him solely appeal to Aubrey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did. I oh I was like hey Aubrey what if I threw this at you and then Aubrey Aubrey keyboard slammed and was like ah fuck so so yeah you broke me for like a good ten seconds oh yeah I was like aha I've won I knew exactly how to get into your head <laughs> one last question of from Kathleen of Night Night of Simpsons is the what did you the players learn while recording this season. How to play Path? Uh, how to play Pathfinder? Yeah, super. How to a... play Pathfinder? 
Actually, the verdict is still out if I have learned that or not. Um, So I learned, learned, one, that Vlagos is a place, not a person. Two, that Pathfinder modes are very different from D&D modes. Like, okay, so... They're they're the CC. They're the crowd control. All I... What is crowd control? Uh... Is exactly what it says. Is you, you go your 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 big thing is moving around the battlefield, like grappling and tripping and uh, disabling people uh, and giving support, like uh, you know flanking. Yeah. To give, um, uh, bonuses. The one thing I knew about monks going into this game from Five E, which was not even correct, was that you need wisdom to do most any abilities because that's your your main stat. And I was like, all right, so. Clearly, this is an important stat. And after uh, after Aubrey was like, actually, here's here's the definition of key. I was like, oh, so it's useless then. I <laughs> oh, this is useless. So uh, that was a certain learning experience because I was just sitting here holding all these brain cells I couldn't even use or technically didn't even need. Like, I, oh my god, I don't, I you don't need key. You don't need wisdom for shit. The only time you need it, the first time you need wisdom, hypothetically, as early as you possibly can, just playing a monk is like level six. That's the first time you, your wisdom will become useful. To, like, that's assuming you pick the level six ability. I, I, I did the math. I did the calculations. The earliest, the earliest that it will be useful in character, if we even get to this point, is like level fucking like 14. So I'm just... You don't need to use your brain to punch stuff, is what I have learned in this fine, uh, fine Denny's today. Uh, yeah. Strength and dex are your your major. Do you want to hit a little bit harder, or do you want to be more agile? Just inject that uh, inject that dexterity juice. But, like, I do love that they're like, do not put anything into intelligence or wisdom otherwise, because it's very useless. I'm like, I want to have one brain cell. One intelligence, just as a truth, you know? Just one tiny little brain cell floating around there to do something, you know? Respectfully. It's, how, it's so you can give all your good advice. Exactly. See, that's all the brain cell is good for is good advice, nothing else. Start making oh, roll. very good advice. advice so. No! No! Thank God, it's already hard enough as it is. It's more like Monster Fun where you have to make the correct dialogue choice and there's a chance that the person will just kill you on site for what you say. <laughs> okay, one other thing I learned was how, um, how much slow burn was actually going to affect me because I'm fine with slow burn, by the way. Like, like especially from like playing a video game, slow burn romances are fine mm. until we play fucking Pathfinder. Apparently, this was pain. I this is pain. You, I warned you from the beginning; it was gonna be very slow. No, I'm. But I was fine, right? Because I knew I was getting into. I just didn't realize that Estrella would become my comfort character. Mood though. What a horrible thing for her to become, because not only am I, like, constantly thinking about her, it also means that I am me. Tesh is my comfort character. Oh, fuck. Tesh is no comfort at all. (laughs) She can comfort no one and nothing. I I can't tell who's in love with Tesh, me or Estrella. That's where the line has has been drawn. I can't tell, okay? We were doing another recording for a terrible Wonder Woman reading, and I mentioned Tesh like six fucking times. Yeah. May I just say, may I just say, the fact, that all, the fact that we all have this level of like care for our characters just shows how much we're just too fucking in deep for the setting. Arbor, you could mentally devastate anyone in this chat in one session. I'm just, and this is too much power for you to have, I think. Like, I think I already have, though. No, you could do worse. I okay. These two have been mentally devastated. I don't think Marrow's been super mentally devastated too much yet. Like they've they've been they've been rocked a good amount, but they're like I have a decent moral compass. I have a decent take a deep breath, confront things after a moment of thought and calm. Like they have not broken a bottle and bashed Tesh's head in yet, and that's a testament to their patience. But like, she's fair. fair. <laughs> To be fair, most of our own mental damage has been done to ourselves or to each other. Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah, self in- okay. self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Aubrey to go. And here's your whole family dead. You know, like. <laughs> I, okay, Aubrey can fucking. I also built my character with a ton of trauma. 
did. I, I'm just I, like, how wrecked can I make you? And then let's see how much worse it gets while we play. And now I'm going to rebuild you from you You're starting off at rock bottom and then you're going to dig. You fucked up a perfectly good fighter is what you did. Look at it. It's got anxiety. Look at it. It's a barbarian. I I don't want this to be on record that I'm saying, but I'm just saying. I just, I went into this. I'm like, okay, so. the Yeah, no, it's definitely recording. I just know Aubrey can hear this. I just, when I was making this character a little bit internally, I was like, okay, you know the dead character trope? You will never be able to do that to me. I don't think that you could kill my parents. You could try, but like, I don't think there's <laughs> a dead trope here. I could make you kill your parents. <laughs> that got very dark very quickly. Um, I'm terrified. You're the one. You're the one who egged her on. You deserve it. All your trauma. Your own fault. Oh no. And now I'm holding my head like, listen, I will not confirm or deny anything. We'll just see how this game goes. Yep. Oof. But yeah, no, it's been a it's been a pretty wild ride in season one. And I'm very excited what happens in season two. Uh, especially since you all know the Serena thing and. Uh, I have written a small little fun little tease involving Serena for the prologue of season two. I'll read it when we start. I really want to write now. Can you just read it to us now? It's so close. I mean, I will if you want me to. But yeah, again, it's like, I will will more likely not. I'll have to like read it again at the beginning of. Hey, get out of there. This is fine. This is fine. Hey. What's Ferris is not defining with the cat? Briar String. It's revolted. Sorry about that. One of the voices of Briar String is getting into trouble. <laughs> no, the other voice of Briar String is climbing through the blinds of the open window. <laughs> I have lifted the blinds. She's going through them anyway. Cats, what can you do? Yeah, there's ice outside. Okay, let me open up this. Are you reading all of it, or are you giving us just like it's it's short teaser? It's short. It's only like a minute long, if that. It's it's just super short. It's a way to start off. I'm like split between both emotions of John Mulaney, one of which is give it to me, and the other which is. Well, I mean, this is this will be a fun little tease for people. We open in a small room. There are books that line the wall, and. A woman sits over a desk, her long blonde hair tied back, and she is studying away. Uh, You can see in the background the alchemy tables laden with ingredients, and uh, out the window you can see a dark sky with no stars. No stars visible at all, uh, but the light of a city, sort of off in the distance. She continues to study reading her book. Uh, After a moment, a door opens, and we don't see the woman, but we hear she goes, Serena, the queen wants to see us. And Serena picks her head up, brushes some hair out of her face. She has the same blue eyes as her mother, the blue that is so bright it seems to look She puts down the book she was reading, closes it, and says, okay, um, did she say what it was about? Uh, and me just goes, no, I think it has something to end. At that, uh, sort of the color slowly drains out of Serena's face. And she nods, uh, getting up hastily, pushes the chair in, just goes, okay, um, let, let, let Kyra know. I'll be there in a minute. Uh, I need a second. Uh, and the door closes and we fade away. I'm looking. I'm looking directly at it. The spice. Yep. This is just yep. Uh, yes. So definitely make sure you join us on March 17th for the season premiere of season two of Blood of Kings to figure out more of what that is about and to see if the group will be able to find uh Eat your vegetables. Yep. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.